0: Welcome to episode 18 of The Conscious Cut, where we keep it real about sustainability in life and style, bringing you our point of view as women of color every first Wednesday of the month. We are your hosts, Jalisa and Nee. Thanks for
1: joining us. Today, we have a guest joining us from the banking world, Lamar Hammond. Lamar is a branch manager of a U.S. bank in greater Seattle area. Having worked in the industry for 11 years, Lamar has become an expert on money and people management, helping the community with their financial needs. Welcome to The Conscious Cut, Lamar.
2: Hello, hello. How's it going this morning?
1: Great. How about you? I'm doing
2: good. Thank you. How about yourselves?
0: Amazing.
2: (laughs) You're always in an amazing mood. I like it. It's infectious. Keep the positivity going.
0: Yeah, thank
1: you. Okay, so before we get into it, Lamar, do you mind sharing how you identify with the conscious crew?
2: He, him, and I'm Black, Panamanian. My mother's fully Black and my father was Panamanian.
1: Nice. That's a nice background and appreciate you doing that for us. No problem. So Lamar,
0: what is up?
2: Not a whole lot of, you know, just staying positive, trying to keep building on what we already got.
0: I know it's been it's been tough. But I'm gonna echo me for a minute and thank you again for making the space to come and chat with us.
2: I appreciate y'all.
0: Oh, for sure. I like I always enjoyed talking with you. And I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about the one topic we all love and hate: money. Mm-hmm.
2: For real, for real. It's 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 actually amazing on 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 so many different ways because like you know I listen to a bunch of podcasts myself on financial literacy and stuff like that. So to at least to give my view and my point of view of it is pretty cool.
0: Yes. Excited. So firstly, y'all, everyone that's listening and me, Lamar and I go way back. If you can remember we met in middle school. Yep. Nope. I think, right? Yep, yeah. Yeah.
2: We live we live like down the street neighbors back on Fort Lewis. <laughs> <Louis>. That's crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? I remember we used to ride the the yellow school bus and you'd stop at like every street, pick everybody up every day. And I remember you used to terrorize literally everyone <laughs> on the bus. I used to sit in the back and pray. Like I'd be laughing because you used to crack jokes all the time. But I'd be like, He better like don't let there be a day where he says something about me. Oh my it's god. Be on popping. <laughs> I knew
2: my limits. I knew my limits. That was the past. That's an old me. That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> right? So now, now look at you. you married with 2.5 kids and the house of the picket Yeah, I wish. But we
2: do. We do got the house. And we do, you know, we're expecting our third any day now. Mainly the first is what we plan. But anything can happen from now on Wednesday. But yeah, it's coming real soon.
0: (laughs) Yeah, congratulations. You have to tell Rhonda the same. And that, like, that's, I am sure, she's got to be, like, over the moon. Yeah.
2: I mean, she's, she's tired. She's tired. She's tired. So, you know, she's ready to make this happen. And so we can, I guess, start that next stage and go from there. Luckily for us, it's the summertime. The other girls don't have any school, so we don't gotta do too much running around unless we want to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, cr- it's crazy how fast time flies though, yeah? Oh yeah,
2: for sure, for sure.
0: And also, how you used to rap, or do you still rap? What's the status on that? You know, once you
2: do it, you never can stop doing your art. Just kind of pick it up and put it down here and there. But I do, Mm -hmm. I do from time to time. You know, I linked up with a buddy of mine, Eli. He hit me up and we put out a little project, but I enjoy doing it, you know? So (laughs) (laughs) if something great comes from that, then that's wonderful, but I just love doing it for the most part. So music is pretty good. So. You know, I just try to mess with all aspects of it whenever I can. So to actually record and, you know, write lyrics again and be inspired, that's always beautiful to me. So I love that.
0: Agreed. I think a lot of us can, can relate being creative. So, yeah, definitely feel that. And if you feel inspired from our conversation here, you should definitely hit us up with a with a bar or two. Like I, some... <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man, I'll send you something. How about that? Ooh,
1: we can add it to the end of the podcast. (laughs) I
2: I like that. I got you. I got you. Exclusive. (laughs) Exclusive.
0: Yes. (laughs) But now now that we're all adults or or further along in adulthood, our lives look a lot different. Yeah. Correct. We have way more responsibilities. And I don't know about y'all, but in order for me to stay sane, I have to budget literally for for everything. I'm one of those people. That means bills, business expenses, clothes, meals, trips, like all of it. And I learned this habit from my mom who don't laugh. Well, actually you can laugh because I laugh at her all the time. She still regularly uses a checkbook to this day. Does anybody else do that? A lot of people do. (laughs) Well, maybe I guess I shouldn't laugh. Yeah. I just see I was like it's about so old that. it
2: is it is a little old school but it's a generational thing.
0: True that. There's a whole yeah. generation
2: that still do it. To us it's like, what? Man, like me, <laughs> I probably do the same thing she do but it's on my phone so.
0: Yeah. I think i only break out a checkbook for for like business things where you have to send in a check, but I'm not there like balancing balancing it. Yeah. Nah. None of that.
2: <laughs> it's hard to do both. I I don't really see too many people do a mix of both. I see, unless yeah. you're an accountant or something, you kind of do both. But either you do it yeah. online or you just do it on pen and paper. So like you had a checkbook, some people, and I mean, you should see some of the customers I see. They, they're they just like gurus with that checkbook. They know the pages, they <laughs> flip in. They know the debit, credit. They're like, this is how much I should have according to my math. And then I look on the computer and I'm like, you right, you want me to print this out <laughs> for you? You want me to print this out? they are be like, no, I have it, thank you. And I'm like, all right. So, you know, there's, there's an art to that. There's a
0: hard Well, something else that I'm personally working on is cleaning up my investments. For example, I think I might have mentioned on here that I quit my corporate job last year. So I'm trying to uncouple a lot of my investments or as many of them as possible that support fossil fuels into investments that support things like clean energy and waste management. Because, you know, we talk a lot about sustainability and conscious living. And I also go back and forth on whether a bank loan is necessary to fund some of my business ideas. And I haven't applied for any yet, but know from the the news that we've seen recently that people of color have a harder time getting approved for things like that. So as a result, not everyone has a decent relationship with money or have people to talk to about these types of issues. So Lamar... From your experience and perspective, what is the biggest financial challenge in the BIPOC that is Black, Indigenous, and people of color community, specifically business owners within the Pacific Northwest?
2: I think it's information and how to apply the information. I mean, if I can say in tradition, well, I don't know the correct words to say, but you know, like people who was born in America I've noticed we have like a hard time getting stuff together more than like what I've noticed recently, the Afghan refugees that's recently come to the States, they have a community. They have an advocate who specifically works in an apartment who learns all this stuff like that. And they tell one person who tells everybody else. And then one person's bringing like five people into the bank at the same time or at a time to like open accounts and do certain things. So it's like, I mean, I don't even know how to just put it down to just I mean, I guess I could people of color and whatnot. It's just we we don't have a lack of information. So like, I would love to tell people as they come, you know, the good thing about what I do is I'm like, I may not specifically do all of the business or all of the investments or all of the mortgages. What I do is I get you to our specialists and our partners who do perfect that. And so that's a part of my job as a manager. You know, I make sure everybody gets to where they need to get to and everybody's doing what they need to do so that it's a full experience when you do have that financial relationship with us. So, you know, when b- business owners come in, I just really, really express to them like, well, just so you know, you do have a, as a business customer of ours, you have a business specialist at your leisure. Please feel free to call if you have questions about loans. They'll tell you what you need to do if you don't already have it, or if you don't already qualify, you know, they'll let you know what you need to do to be able to get to that level. And so like recently, what I've been learning was we have a credit card lady who works with us. Her name is Tiffany Wolf. She's a partner of ours. She pretty much just talks about like, all right, if uh, if you get a credit card for yourself is different, how 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 the difference of business credit and personal credit works. If you have a business credit card and you qualify and your business has been open enough and you, you make enough income, that doesn't go on the same credit report as your personal credit. So those are two separate things. So learning exactly how that works of having a business and time of business, being in business for a certain amount of time, providing those documents to show the income that you make. So again, I guess that all comes down to information and knowledge. So we just don't be having, (laughs) we just don't have that much information given to us at at our leisure. It's like, we got to go look and hunt for it. While other people, they might be born into a family with it everywhere. So just might be a, a daily conversation and they're like, oh, well, let me go talk to my uncle real quick. And they know how to do all this for me. So that's how I look at it.
1: Yeah, a lot is going through my mind because Jaleesa and I had this exact conversation where I don't want to sound like how I'm going to come off, but immigrants. That have come here, like you said, Lamar. Just recently, I don't understand how they're able to open businesses and operate it. Like for instance, I shared with Julissa, I there's a, a drive through cafe that I used to frequent, and the lady barely speaks English, and she d- does enough just to operate. But I'm like what in the world? Like how could they operate a business where here, like I am trying to get my stuff off the ground and I'm an American citizen and I've been here and I grew up here, I go to school here. I went to college here and I work here and it seems difficult for someone that's already here and know the culture to open up a business and be confident about it. So from what you were just saying, like, Is there a difference? Maybe it's a mindset. Maybe what is it really?
2: Well, to be honest, I don't know neither. I mean, I know this as well, but I don't know. So, you know, it's like, (laughs) you know, I can't really speak on what I don't know. I just noticed that it is a little, there is a difference. There's an African community type people who come from over there. They already have like a system set up to where they can get housing, business started, school education, stuff like that. I don't know how that's created. I don't know who, you know, how who controls that. That's something I'm trying to learn as well, too. But, you know, it is a difference because I notice people like ourselves or people who just might have went to school where we're like, yeah, I'm trying to start a business, too. And it's like, it's not as easy versus somebody coming here. Next thing you know, they set up shop. They got a liquor store. You're like, man, that's pretty cool. How would you do yeah. that so fast? You know, you just got a whole system already. So. I mean, certain people do the next man up method. I'm going to go up. I'm going to grab the next man to pull him up. But other systems, I don't know. Like I said, just most recently, I noticed the Middle Eastern, some of the refugees, they're getting here and it's like, they're in the ground running. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, wow, how does that work? But it is a little more difficult for us. I will say that. What I know, what I do know is being of the people, I know how to start from scratch. So that's one advantage I do have, because like you said, I see the difference and I'm like, man, I don't even know. I don't know how it works like that. But I do know how to start from scratch, which I've done already or which I'm currently building out of, you know, getting it out of the mud and doing it that way. So I guess that's where I come in at for our community. You know, I try to help us start from scratch and try to build from there because, you know, I may not know how to take it to the next level like other cultures do, but I know how to set the foundation and get you started. But it is a wonder.
1: Yeah. No, we appreciate you just like even bringing that topic up because I think that needs to be discussed more because yes, we have quote unquote access to all these resources. And yes, we have the Small Business Administration. But like you said, I'm thinking about it now. It's like we may have the SBA, the Small Business Administration, but are they really advocating for like the correct communities? Are they really advocating for me or are they just available to me so you really bring up a good point and maybe that's something we can explore in the next episode so thank you for that
2: yeah a lot of the time it's a matter of who has the information who knew about it because like i know when like when the pandemic hit and a lot of businesses was concerned about the future and the ppp loans arrived it was a matter of people just having information there was people who knew about it like asap the day of I'm still trying to figure out what we're going to do that is COVID and all these shutdowns. They're coming in like, have you heard of the PPP loan? What is this? And I'm like, okay, let me do my research. You know, I'm like, you know, I had to try to get a step ahead on it too, because it just all happened so fast. It's just a matter of the information. Like, you'd be surprised. There was people coming in the first day it was told that you can get it. And it was people coming in the day after the deadline had passed. And you're sitting like, what? It's over. What? No one told you about the deadline or when you had to come in and do it. So, you know, again, I think it's information. So imagine if you were in this country and I don't know, you don't have that culture behind you and you don't speak English and you're just figuring out everything as you go, you really got a disadvantage at that point because you don't know. And it's not like I know everybody I can reach out to and be like, Hey, this person doesn't know, you know, there's no system for that.
0: Yeah. I think I like the more you two, talk about it, the more I think I agree with you in terms of the biggest financial challenge just being the lack of information or, or having access to information that you didn't know you needed, you know? Yeah. So thank you for what you do because that's, that's one, your one resource that people can tap into to learn how to get out of their financial challenges or to, to address their financial challenges.
2: Well, to bring it back to what you was talking about earlier, that budgeting thing, is—you know if it wasn't for banking, I, I probably wouldn't have known how to do certain things for myself neither, such as like bill credit or what credit was and how it worked and why the, why it was important. We all get our first job and they offer us a 401k, but like actually knowing the importance of it and how you need to focus on what's best for you, because ultimately everybody don't have the same situation. And so... I can remember back when I was working at another bank, I think I was with the company at that time for like five years. And then, you know, me and my peers, we were just comparing stuff like 401k. I had a friend who was a a financial advisor and he was telling me about how to make sure your investments is looking good. So he kind of made it a little aggressive for my age group, which it was appropriate because I was so young at the time. And so it grew. It really grew within that time. So when me and my peers were talking about our 401k, it was like, oh, okay. How is your 401k looking like this right now? Mine isn't. And it was like, what were you talking about? I just spoke to one of our financial advisors a little bit about it and he sauced it up a little bit, made it look good and it started growing. And so that, you know, it's just literally the information where your resources. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I try to preach, but I don't want to sound preachy to certain people. So I, I bring it up all the time, but definitely that, that budgeting, that's the first step because if you know how much you got coming in and then you know how much has to go out versus how much you just spending, that's the first step of really knowing, you know, where your finances are, what you owe, where it needs to go, how much you have to spare, how much you need to pay your bills with. All that stuff like that, that matters because, you know, you're not behind. You don't forget about stuff, especially when you get paid. three pay. Well, if you're in working world, if you're in the business world, this doesn't apply to you. This is just if you're in like the working world, getting a check every two weeks. But like, if you, you know, you fall on those checks where you get them three times a month, you thinking you get an extra check, but really it's not worked out like that. You got, it was the check, the two checks before that, that was supposed to be the free check, but you using the check that goes to your bills and stuff. So budgeting that really helps you foresee that type of stuff come in and just get a, a handle on where your finances is because you can't really get ahead until you know what you got coming in and how much is going out.
0: I think we need the preachy though. <laughs> so yeah come with it any any chance that you get right because that's how we get the information yes
2: i guess i you know as i get
0: older i'm looking at
2: it as me helping it may not be what you want to hear all the time but it might be something you need to hear so i guess that's my way of helping by offering whatever information i can at the time
0: yeah
1: is there a difference between the challenges of an entrepreneur or a business owner versus like someone that has just their own personal account, banking account. Are there any differences that you're seeing? Or are you seeing there's there's just like a generalized pattern or challenge? Because you you mentioned budgeting, you mentioned just like just knowing the information. Are we all business owners and personal account holders? Are we all sharing the same challenges or having the same patterns?
2: No, there's each, each person has their own difference, a personal account. I always recommend business owners that have, if they do all their business with us to have your personal account separated from your business account, because of course, when it's time to file taxes and stuff like that, all your statements to have your business transactions, nothing on your business account to be done for your personal. I've seen times where there's customers who like to, they'll have a sole proprietorship with us, a business account. And with that business account, you can use your own social security. You don't have to get an EIN number or anything like that. It's just a sole proprietorship in your name with a DBA. DBA is doing business as. So let's just say it was Lamar Hammond, DBA, Hammond Beats production, right? And, you know, I just happen to use my account for everything. So, like, not only am I buying music equipment with that account, and going traveling with that account to do music shows. But I'm also getting money orders from rent for this account that doesn't have nothing to do with business or purchasing candy or purchasing snacks and stuff. You don't really want to do that. So it's important to have two separate accounts because they're treated as different things. So I would say a personal account is going to be different requirements than a business account. With personal account, you get advantages and you get benefits for the more you use it or you getting a direct deposit into there or you saving or you building credit with us. That's that's a lot of the benefits of the personal. On business, you, know, you get a lot of benefits with the credit, but it's completely different. Like I was saying before, you get business line of credit to help you purchase things for your business. If you're a painter or you do some kind of construction, if you're one of those businesses you trust the clients where you're like, all right, I got to pay for a certain equipment ahead of time, then you're going to need that money right then and there before you get paid for it after the job's done. So you got to have something to hold you over. So there's two different, you know, we treat them completely different. So I wouldn't say anyone different than the other. It all depends on your circumstance because you could be a thriving business or you could be a brand new starting off business and have two complete experiences than somebody with a personal account, with a stable job, who's been working for years, decades, even, And, you know, they just got endless income coming in. They know their budget. They know all their stuff. It's just two completely differences. I've seen businesses that have multiple accounts, thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, multiple credit lines. But I've seen businesses with just one business account, one business credit card, or not even that, you know, so it's, it's all different circumstances.
1: So speaking of money, what are the top three things we should be doing with our money right now? I guess, first portion of that, personally, what should we be doing with our money right now? Three things.
2: You know, I was thinking about this earlier. So as we said, we'll start with what we we left off. with. We'll bring it back around. So budgeting definitely should be budgeting your money, of course, investing. But the question is, what should you be investing in? And that's the part where you got to ask where you at and who you are, because... I mean, you can look at it, I guess this ties in my third thing, saving, but you look at investing, you could be investing in a business that you really believe in that's going to bring in some cash. But what if you don't know what you want to do? At that point, then you got to invest in yourself until you figure out what, what it works. And what I mean by investing yourself could be like education. It could be you know certain knowledge you're trying to pick up just so you can understand where you go. So I mean... I would say budgeting and investing, third saving. But I mean, you can save in so many different ways that saving can kind of go into investing. But I guess when I mean in savings is just make sure you have some kind of stash of cash, you know, whether it be in a savings account or anywhere that you can just get to immediately for, for whatever reason, you know, like me, I'm a homeowner. I gotta have a, a little stash of cash just for like, I bought a house and didn't know nothing about nothing. So like my roof had double shingled to where there wasn't really a structure underneath. And so after about 10 years, it just went bad. So I had to get a whole new roof, you know what I mean? That stuff you gotta have cash on or you gotta get a loan for, but who wants to go get a new loan when you just bought a house? You know, you're like, dude, I'm already in something new. So, you know, that's what I mean. But when you say saving, when I say savings, just have some kind of savings and stash of cash somewhere in a savings account or somewhere safe to where you can just access it immediately. Those are the three things we should be doing with our money.
1: Well, you bring up a good point in those top three things, because speaking of money, I guess we talk about financially, like the investing in yourself is also important because that in return brings abundance anyway. So thanks for like calling that out, because sometimes investing is not re- not always about money. It's more about pouring into yourself in order to open up yourself to abundance. And that can always lead to money, too.
2: Well, yeah, because one thing I'm learning when they say you don't, I mean, you got to fail 99 times before you succeed. It's like all these things you brought up to me as far as like being a trying to be a business owner or trying to learn something. It's like it feels like you try and try different things, and you may be successful, you may not be, you may be successful for a little bit, may not get any success, but it's like you keep trying different things, and then you're just like, man. What's gonna work out, you know, what's gonna work out for you. And yeah, you you see different things, different cultures or entities, all kinds of stuff like that. And you're just like, Man, how are they doing it? How is it done? You're just trying to trying to make it all work.
1: Okay. So the top three things that you mentioned on a personal level, what about top three things for business owners slash entrepreneurs?
2: I feel like business credit is important again for so many different reasons. A business needs to invest as well budget for business insurance is important. I guess insurance is important for personal people too, for people as well outside of business. But yeah, I would say business credit, reinvesting within your business or different parts of the business, budgeting for business is everything. I mean, you ain't really got nothing if you can't budget it. Like you really need to know your income, your cash flow, how much your sales are going up and down, you know what what impacts what. So, that's an interesting part of it. You get to learn different people's business and see how they how that works. Some businesses you didn't even know was a business. You're like, wow, that's that's pretty cool.
0: Like what? Give us an example, because now I'm curious.
2: I'm trying to think of the crazy... There was one, this brother was like... I think it was the first time I ever heard of like bio cleaning and stuff like that. And I was like, what? I was like, you get paid to do that? He's like, yeah, man. I, I just clean up different stuff. One lady, she cleaned up a crime scenes for a living. Different things that I hear that I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that was a business. Person made metal for safes. A specific metal for safes. I'm like, what? That's a whole business making metal for safe. So yeah, I mean, I can't pinpoint exactly all of them off the top of my head, but yeah, there's some interesting businesses out there, you know, even simple ones, flower shops to see how successful a flower shop is still be in this day and age. People love flowers. And so, you know, there's a lady who just runs her own flower shop. So, and she's killing it. She got a van and everything. <laughs> she she don't play so of course you see restaurants that's pretty cool I have a a charter bus business that that's pretty interesting you know to see that's still making strides and success because that business has adapted to the time When people weren't traveling as much, he started doing more delivery and transportation with all his chartered buses. Now that things are open again, he's like, all right, well, people still aren't traveling chartered buses. So now I'm going to schools now, you know? So I thought that was pretty good, helping out churches and schools and stuff like that. Who needs transportation?
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm like, I'm thinking a little bit of what, because I feel like in order to be able to pivot like that, your money has to be right too. So I'm, I'm trying to think like what kind of financial challenge a charter must person might have encountered. Well,
2: like I said, when the COVID first hit, his he was making probably most of his cash off of transportation back and forth from like, let's say like from hotels to space needles or doing group group activities to certain landmarks, you know, within that area. So I'm pretty sure once all that died down, it was kind of like, what I'm going to do now, you know? And just so happened for him, there's a shortage of staff members, people who nobody really want to work or people don't want to bu- drive buses no more. And just, he's like, well, I got a bunch of buses with people who drive, you know, let me help you out. Mm-hmm. You know, certain businesses started thinking out of the box and so did certain business owners. They started working together.
1: His is a private, his own business, right? He's a private charter bus company.
2: hmm
0: I guess what I'm thinking is that in order for him to be able to pivot like that, he would have had to have, what do you call it, the, the stash of cash, yeah?
2: Well, yeah. Well, this particular person, he, again, resources. He was great with his resources. So he, he, I would remember him coming to our branch all the time, speaking with our business specialists, really really utilizing our business specialists. So, like, our business specialists, you know, all they want to do is grow their business and help their business customers well with more. So when you come to them with questions and it's a legit business they can help you with, they're going to really try to help you. So he just would always be there and they'd be like, oh, we got this idea. Here's this idea. Oh, you want another bus? Let me help you get to another bus. Oh, you want to try to consolidate? Let me help you consolidate. Like he literally kept being, like I would see him all the time. That's why I know him so well, because it was like, wow, what's he doing? What do you got going on? And then when the pandemic hit, it was like, man, I had to pivot. When the health problem happened, he had to pivot again. You know, there's so much things in life that happens and it's just like, he was just able to keep adapting and it was like, wow, he's still making moves.
0: Mm-hmm. So moral of the story is be financially responsible so that when the things come up. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Stay ready. So you ain't got to get ready. Exactly. That's yes. the model of life. So especially in business, because, I mean, you ladies are business owners, like you said, so it could go up, down. You know, it's not always a straight road. You know what I'm saying? It's a roller coaster if anything. So you just know you always got to be prepared no matter what. And so in his case, I'm trying to think of other businesses who did the same thing. <laughs> but believe it or not, these uh, fitness people, they they really, you know, the ones who got their business together and they're consistent, it's legit. They can really feed their family off of that because on a consistent basis, if let's just say, you know, 30 people that you want to train and you got them on schedule for certain things. And let's just say each of those 30 people have a different due date. And your monthly subscription of training them was like one fifty or two hundred dollars, you're getting two hundred dollars every day of the month. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like mm-hmm. you're like, low-key, that's a hundred thousand off of doing what you love. You're doing yoga <laughs> and fitness.
0: <laughs> so, does this mean you're getting into the fitness game? It sounds like you're I wish, about I, wish, this. I, wish <laughs> I wish I wish
2: I knew I wish I knew how to do something like that. But yeah, if you're if you have that desire and it's a legitimate need and you know you can make a way and you have a a unique advantage i mean why not
0: mm-hmm, for sure i mean you see some of these
2: restaurants they have to get creative too they had to spend a little money okay restaurants are shut down shoot man let's go get a food truck so the ones who went and got a food truck started like either delivering food or going to certain places for people so and it ended up working out for them too so
0: mm-hmm. where can folks go to learn more about you or your bank if they want to take advantage of some of the services that you were sharing or just to get some financial advice in general
2: so you can go to usbank.com or you can google you know anything like that i'm on linkedin pedro hammond at linkedin you can definitely reach out to me there that's really professional and all that good stuff is on there so reach out to me pedro p-e-d-r-o-h-a-m-m-o-n-d at linkedin That's where you can reach out to me. Or if you just got any financial questions, just hit me up. I'll be at your local U.S. bank. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate y'all.
1: Thank you so much, Lamar and everyone for taking the time to kick back and be conscious with us. Make sure to follow The Conscious Cut on your favorite social media platform and share one thing you would like to do to become more sustainable. Then stay tuned for the next episode. We'll learn how to stay safe and have fun while being Black and traveling around Seattle. Mark your calendars for July 6, 2022. Until then,
0: bye world!